Big exposure is a challenge for the brands, especially on digital, when they share their commitment to bigger calls such as sustainability. Okay, there's again PNG saying they saved the world. And it's again L'Oreal saying they saved the world. So everyone is saving the world nowadays. So for sure, one of the things for me is differentiating. The consumer nowadays is more informed than ever before in terms of social causes, impact. In this generation nowadays, they're much more savvy, they're much more intelligent, and they do research before they go there and consume a product. It's more about actions than just saying things and promising things in social media. The pandemic has a great impact on marketeers to reflect on how to communicate and how to create campaigns that has more purpose. Hi everyone, it's Mara Genovese here and this is our MG Power Influencer Marketing Uncover podcast. Today, I'm here with Alex Velez, our campaign manager at Imaging Power. And together, once again, we are thrilled to be joined by a wonderful guest, Silvia Guerrero, marketing manager for Nestle, Nespresso in Colombia. Silvia has over eight years of experience in the FMCG industry. She has led the building of strategic market plans and new product and brand launch strategy across the whole latter. In today's episode, we will be discussing how influencer marketing helps FMCG brands achieve authenticity and credibility when sharing the commitment and values. Super excited with our guests coming all of the way from Colombia to be part of our podcast. Alex, let's start saying how are you? I'm good, Myra. I'm really excited to be co-hosting today's episode. And thank you so much uh, for our guest, Silvia. Thank you so much for joining the podcast all the way uh, from Colombia. I just want to kick off the podcast by asking you to tell our listeners a bit more about yourself and your professional experience. Hello, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Uh, for me, it's just an honor to be here in this podcast. I have seen, uh, watched a lot, uh, some of the episodes and they have great content. So I also invite you to watch them. So I tell you a little bit more about me. I'm Colombian, as you already know. Um, I started working in marketing uh, since eight years ago, uh, mostly in the beauty industry. Uh, just to, to have an, an anecdote, I didn't want to work in marketing. I wanted to work in finance. So this was like a, a big shift for me um, because one of my teachers at, at, at the university used to say that uh, finance guys were the ones who like were very successful. So I just wanted to go to finance. And then for accident, I landed in the marketing industry and I completely, completely fall in love uh, with marketing. So I started this career in beauty. Uh, so I also in love with beauty. Uh, started working with hair care, with skincare, with makeup, with different categories, not only marketing products in countries, but also launching products, uh, developing products. So it's been a pleasure. And nowadays um, and the, I make a shift to the um, um, grocery industry, working at coffee, that it's a 
beautiful, beautiful industry also with a beautiful brand that is Nespresso. So uh, mixing like the beauty industry category and marketing knowledge with this new category that is coffee. So it's been a, a, a very good journey for me. Wonderful, Silvia. Super like delightful to hear your experience and how has you, you have evolved your career for wanting to be working in finance and making that incredible shift. Uh, so it's very interesting to hear. And then like I think this conversation is really wanted to dive in in your experience on digital and influence market. And as you now are working with FMCG brands, which we know they are a big part of the day-to-day -day life of consumers like ourselves. So, and then more than ever, it's so important to understand how to communicate this type of products and brands across digital and making sure that when we do, we are reaching our organic uh, audience but most importantly, sharing the values of the brand and making sure that audience will resonate with your product in a way that you can actually demonstrate your values. So tell us a little bit, how you know, are you approaching and how do you believe you know, that big exposure is a challenge for the brands? especially on digital, when they share their commitment to bigger calls such as sustainability or social impact? Yes, that's a very good question. And I believe the brands and, and fast consumer group brands have two challenges in, in two ways. First of all, if you are a fast consumer goods brand, it's probably that you are one of the biggest ones. So maybe maybe or not, maybe it's it's probably um, that you are competing with these big brands, you know, so you have Unilever, you have P&G, you have Nestle, you have L'Oreal. So these are these big corporations so that, that, that have these challenges and differentiating among them, it's for sure a challenge for marketeers because all of them are like raising their voice, you know, so differentiating and not getting into a loop, a, a, a negative loop of all the brands communicating the same. So for consumers could 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 feel like, okay, there's again PNG saying they saved the world, you know, and it's again L'Oreal saying they saved the world. So everyone is saving the world nowadays. So for sure, one of the things for me is um, differentiating. And the other great challenge is credibility. Also, as being a big corporation, it's more difficult to gain this credibility because you're not only having a, a local impact, but you have a global impact. And consumers um, every day, and with this, all these digital technologies and with this knowledge and information, they are very informed and they can see what's happening in every part of the world. So it, it's, it becomes like, okay, you, you are making an impact, on, let's say Colombia, but why are, why are not you making an impact in France? So it's, it's a challenge to be like globally also, but locally and communicating your, your, your initiatives in this way. So also you are, you are faced with this, all this information that is out there. You have these Netflix documentaries that are each day like getting this uh, into these topics. So brands need to be like ahead of the topics. You said, you know, like moving a step 
uh, forward and, and communicating their values and their commitment uh, in this way with credibility and also differentiating with what everyone is saying at this moment with this popular topic also. It's very interesting you, you mentioned about, you know, the challenge of, especially as you said, Nespresso being a global brand, right? Which if you do a campaign in Colombia or if you do in the US, you cannot control the impact that that campaign is not going to go above that market that you're actually trying to reach because digital now it, it's, it's global, right? We're talking about the globalization of the way we consume um, digital especially. So to, on top of what you said, how do you do to making sure that you're keeping the key message of the brand Nespresso uh, that's the main message that the brand is, is having across you know every market but make it it more culture relevant to your world market so what is the what's the main secret in there to to making sure that you're not you know passing the message to your consumers locally that's not the global message, but you need at the same time to resonate with your audience. So how do you do that? Yeah, that's that's a challenge that we have every day uh, because for Nespresso, it has something that's very special that Colombia is a country of origin. So actually we extract coffee from Colombia to all the parts of the world for, uh, for Nespresso. But I believe that the purpose needs to be clear. The purpose is globally. And then you can localize different actions. So, for example, the purpose of Nespresso is to, to uh, have coffee in a sustainable way. And then you can localize and how you get sustainable coffee from Colombia, how you help uh, coffee farmers in Colombia. So underlining these local actions under a global purpose. I believe in this way you can like be relevant and also understanding which are these pain points in the country that you are communicating because you cannot like launch a, a global campaign with some topics that are not relevant for the consumer. So I also I advise my team all the time to search, search in, in social media, social listening. What are the topics that in Colombia they are talking about? And we will dip in those topics under the big purpose of each campaign. So in that way, we can be relevant and resonate under the consumers. If not, you're going to be just another global brand and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, this is global, but it's so far away for us, for us Colombians, for us consumers. And you can do it in every country. Let's say, I, I don't know, Spain, I don't know, Italy. So it's it's like understanding your consumer and seeing what, what is relevant and then connecting the global purpose with that the local uh, need or necessity. Absolutely. And in terms of the consumers nowadays, the consumer nowadays is more informed than ever before in terms of social co uh, causes, impact, etc. So just wanted to ask you, in your opinion, what would your advice be to other FMCG marketing managers to communicate that purpose and the stand that the brand is taking on, on those social causes in an authentic and informative way. Yeah, I, I will say that uh, this this topic is, is very interesting because as I, as I said earlier, uh, everyone's saving the world now. 
you yeah. know so this this topic is very popular now so brands are getting into it that's normal but i would say be consistent and go big or don't do it you know it's it's not possible that a brand like goes one shot a year like yes i'm sustainable maybe i do this maybe i recycle maybe i help these communities and that's it it's a campaign one month and that's it i don't talk about that all year long. no okay. you have to be consistent and you have to go big or don't do it and it, it's a matter of, of culture also it's, it's it's something that needs to go from the top to the bottom you need to involve CEOs. You need to involve communities. You need to involve employees. It starts in the in the company. You know, it's not okay. Let's let's see what consumers are talking about. They're talking about recycling. Okay, so I will go about uh, with a campaign about recycling, and then I'll tell my CEO that we we have this initiative. No, you have to do it the way all the way around. You have to convince first your CEO, having it the culture of the company having it as a purpose and then going to consumers. In this way, it's going to be more credible. It's going to be genuine because social uh, initiatives need, need to be gen genuine because otherwise there will be like, yes, another brand talking about saving the world. So I will say consistency, it's the key. And also to having every, everyone on board and starting from the top to the bottom. No, and, and I totally agree with you because I think, as you said, so everyone is trying to, you know, not just like save the world, but pick back on a trend that's happening on social. And in order to do that, they wanted to see if they can increase engagement, awareness on if they talk about a topic that is being trending uh, on social media. But I am a truly believer that purpose it, it started in insight which I love the way you're saying, because like, how can I create a campaign with a purpose, with a meaning, or if I wanted to talk about how sustainable, for example, imaging power is on social, but actually internally, we are not sustainable. So I think all the purpose and the values started, you know, in-house. And then once you have established that, then you are in a very you know good position to go to our consumers and say we acted this way we are sustainable because like internally we do like that and we believe that this is the way of doing and i, I love to hear that this is the way that the espresso does we here at the agents we are truly believers on the purpose-led uh, campaigns and i love the topic about sustainability because i feel like this, as Alex was saying, this generation nowadays, they're much more savvy, they're more more intelligent, and they do research, right, before they go there and consume a, a product. And they know when it's genuine and when it's, it's, it's not, right? Because it's not more about, you know, trying to persuade a position of a brand and thinking that consumers will buy into it. No, now we do research. There's a lot of websites that you can get reviews on your products, on your brand. So very interesting to hear more about the sustainability aspect uh, of, of Nespresso. What is the important, uh, the importance, sorry, of the brand on this topic? And what are you guys doing on social, especially with the influencer marketing to type onto the subject? Okay, so I, I will summarize um, the, the the strategy, let's say, of Nespresso in, in one in one sentence that I love, that is doing is everything. 
because I, I, I would like to add also to the, the previous question. Um, it's not something that you have on paper. It's not something that you have in these PowerPoint presentations and you go to these meetings and you talk about it. it it's doing, it's doing what makes difference. So Nespresso is it's highly believer of this, of this, um, of this manifesto, let's say, about doing is everything. So in fact, this year we launched a, a campaign that was called Commitment. Uh, that talk about that. So our commitment with communities, our commitment with coffee farmers, our, commun our commitment with recycling, our commitment with uh, all the value change of coffee. So um, what we wanted to communicate and we, we closed the campaign with the, the sentence doing is everything was to uh, underline what we were doing, not only in Colombia, but in the world, you know? So this commitment that started many years ago it's also what I'm talking about consistency it's not something that we came up to uh, in the previous year it's something that we have done in the previous years and also wanted to do in the in the future to sustain in the future so in this way we are highly committed to uh, this uh, helping coffee farmers let's say is, is one of our priorities also being carbon neutral by 2022 that is a, as an ambitious uh, goal but we are moving forward um, and doing actions, doing is everything. So I believe it, it's more about actions than just staying, saying things and, and promising things in social media. And, and just interesting now, how can you type in, Silvia, that into the power of the voice of influencer marketing? So, because now, like, especially, like, since the beginning of last year, right, when the pandemic started, more than ever, brands, you know, especially brands on FMCG brands, they went into social media heavily because there was the only way we could sell was through e-commerce and social commerce because, you know, retailers and stores, they're all closed around the world. So, and then, you know, brands went straight to be more active, especially on the influencer world. So what is your vision, you know, when it comes to influencer and what's the role of an influencer to pass the message, for example, the message of sustainability of Nespresso into their target audience? So how strategically you work with the influencer and how to ensure that you're working with the right voices to tell your purpose to their audience. Yeah, sure. I, I, I like this influencer marketing uh, topic because I say that this is the, the modern word of mouth that you have known since many years uh, in the marketing industry. So it's, this is the modern word of mouth. And I say that the role of influencers is to achieve capillarity because with influencers, you can get to a lot of audiences, different audiences, different ages, different nationalities, different topics of interest. So you have this capillarity that, for example, you don't have with TV. But for me, the most important thing about influencers is feedback because it, and that's very different from TV also from out of home for Eddie or any other communication channel because Let's think about in the in the past that you launch a TV commercial and, and that's it. You launch it, you see your sales going up, but you don't have feedback. 
you don't know if, you, if, if it's okay, if the campaign's going okay. With influencers, you have all the feedback that you want. So that allows you to get deep in the topic. So for example, with this commitment campaign that I was talking about of Nespresso, uh, we talk about recycling. Um, and, and we thought we have this recycling topic like under control uh, in, in our operations. And we start seeing a lot of feedbacks from what influencers start posting on, on social media about the recycling process. And for us was like, wow, we, we didn't know this was happening, you know? And so we start reviewing the process. We start answering comments on social media. We start like this constant feedback with users to understand what was happening with the recycling process and with the recollection of, of the capsules. If we didn't have these influencers talking about it, uh, maybe we will go business as usual and don't even know what was going on and how how important this topic is for people. So influencers not only achieve this capillarity, but allow you to have feedback and allow you to also like commit people to your purpose. Again, I, I get back to, to the purpose. So once influencers commit to your purpose, they can also... Um, get your message to all their, their followers and also their followers will feel it more genuinely. They will believe it more. They will have this credibility more than if you go, I don't know, in a press release like, yeah, Nespresso is doing this for the environment. Yeah, that's okay. But if real people, if influencers that are in contact with their followers, this will make it more genuine, more credible. And it would also make you have like a stronger voice. Absolutely agree with this. I think that even not only from the uh, generating feedback from influencers regarding the process and the stance on different social causes, it's also the comments that they generate from their audiences themselves can give you amazing feedback, which can be used uh, by your brand and be incorporated in future campaigns. And it's exactly as you said, that can be achieved from TV or a press release or any other form of marketing. Uh, is that genuine connection between influencer and the potential consumer. Uh, and just wanted to ask, we, as Myron mentioned, we've seen a huge rise of digital channels and brands uh, running campaigns on digital channels, especially during the pandemic. And wanted to ask, because brands need to communicate the changes that uh, they're undertaking in terms of social change, etc. So just want to ask in your opinion, what new uh, digital strategies help brand digital strategies and also channels help brands communicate that effectively to their consumers? I think I believe that uh, digital channels uh, let, let you have speed, you know it because, you can immediately like be in the conversation, be what's going on, and you can like go straightforward if you use other channels. But also, I I will say that uh, there there are some elements of digital that that are uh, the 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 live uh, topic that you can have the contact almost at the time. You know, like if you have stories. It's what's happening now, you know. So that also uh, makes brands like 
connect a lot of uh, a lot with consumers in a more direct way and live in a live way. I would say that the challenge would be because you, you t were talking about the pandemic and you were talking about the digital challenges in the pandemic. And I, I believe that this worked good in the past year and a half with the pandemic and with the rise of digital channels. But the challenge that brands will face now is to get these experiences more vivid on digital channels because you 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 have to touch without touch you know you have to experience without being there and this will be a, a bigger challenge and i believe that technology is going to develop around this because you have to have it uh, because people are also claiming for experiences so it's going to be a mix of what we have after that it was that experience was the the main topic that you are going to mix it with these digital channels and, and to raise uh, brands and value brands among consumers. And, and Sylvia, love that you mentioned about, you know, live streaming and, you know, the live elements. Uh, we are truly believers on, 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 the, on the, not just the future, but like how on the present moment life is streaming, is changing the way we create the experience to, to consumers. Your point of view, do you think the digital experience will replace the face-to-face -face experience or will we see the live element continue to have the momentum? And I think live streaming, from my perspective, is here to stay and truly believe that how can we create those unique experiences on a digital space will be key for any brand. But I, I very like as we're talking about it, like how do you see the future of offline experience? Do you think that will be back as being like big experience or it will be more an intimate experience where you're going to create the element of exclusivity? Like we're doing this offline, but it's just for few consumers, the loyal ones, instead of going back to that format that we are used to doing the past of doing big activations, big projects and, you know, like influencer trips. Remember like two years ago, every brand was typing into creating an experience with influencers, taking them to so many different countries to experience the brand in a very in-depth way. So how do you see that? I see it in, in two ways. For sure, what you're talking about, exclusivity, it will drive the, the conversation and it will drive the brands, mostly luxury brands, that you will have these like secret spaces or, or I, I imagine like, okay, you have this secret code with, that you can access these or maybe you can link it with experiences like, let's say, uh, go through the city and find this QR code. So it's a, a unique experience and one-to-one, -one, but it's it's continued to be digital. On the other hand, I believe that we will have uh, these live experiences, but more driven to the documentary way uh, in which there's no script, there's no uh, like, pretty scenario because nowadays you have these lives that you can, okay, you have this script, your house is pretty. And most of what we are doing now, you know, it's like, okay, we are well set here, but now then you are going to have this person with his cell phone, her cell phone, like streaming and going, for example, to visit one coffee farm in Colombia, you know? And if that day it's raining, it's raining. 
you know, it's not that pretty farm view with all the plants and these beauty coffee farmers. No, if that day is, is raining, you have the rain, you know, and that is going to make it like very tangible and very unique because it's going to be just reflecting reality. It's going to be the way it is. You're not going to have this light so I can see, uh, I see myself more pretty. No, it's okay. It's raining or it's sunny. We don't know. We are going the way it is. We're going to go to enjoy regardless, right? And I love that because it has to be real. And I think that's the future of offline and online experience. How you can be real online and offline. And as you said, if it's rain, let's rain. Let's show it that it's normal. We are here. We experience that with Nespresso, you know, but it's raining and we're still enjoying and we're still, I think that genuine aspect is what's going to make brands to be tangible. Totally agree with that. And I love that you have that vision. Uh, it is incredible. Yeah, yes, yeah, sure. It's it's amazing because we, we were talking about this in, in some meetings with, with the team of, of, of Chile. And, and we were talking about how can we uh, go to, to the coffee farms because it's a very important part of our process. Um, and we were talking about, like, let's record this. Let's have this uh, ambassador. She's going to look very pretty. And we are going to have this camera and these lights. And we were like, no. For that, we have a video, you know, that's, that has been already recorded. So let's play the video. But we need to go, like, really live in the experience like hello you know like live, uh, living the experience through the camera and we were talking with an agency and they were like yes we can have this crew this big crew and I, we were like no we, we, we want just one camera you know one camera to record it all and if and, and as i told you if it is it raining we have rain you know and we have rain and we, we recorded like that way so it will really reflect the experience and really make people feel what they will feel if they were going to go to the coffee farm. But in the other side, this would be great because you can connect people from around the world. You, you were talking about taking influencers to different cities, to different countries that also has a budget that it's important. And in this way, you can have it like a more massive diffusion, more massive reach, uh, because you can connect a lot of people to the stream you have the, a challenge that is internet because in a coffee farm maybe internet is not very good but that's part of the thing you know if it's like maybe the internet goes down okay that, that that's the way it is that's the life in the in the in the coffee farm you cannot change it you know so that that's that would be fun <laughs> And then as you're, you're talking about that being real and I talked about, I'm not sure if you saw the Dove uh, campaign that they just launched this year that's all about self-esteem and how, especially this new generation, they have to stop using filters to make it look beautiful and change the, how they, their body looks like. And I think it's all about that. It's so like, let's remove the filter and then be real to the experience offline and online because it's when your consumers will engage with your product in a more genuine uh, way. And I think with the, with the pandemic, it makes all of us, especially consumers, to reflect in the way we consume, the way we engage with brands, the way we use social media. So I think it's 
the pandemic has, has a great impact on marketeers from every industry and the service to reflect uh, on how to communicate and how to create uh, campaigns that has more uh, a purpose-led. Uh, which is great to hear that Nespresso is 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 all about is all about that. Uh, I think we would love to be taking more time to be speak with you because the conversation it's it's amazing. And for us to talk about digital influencer marketing is a subject that we love. So I think to end this podcast, we'd love to you know for you to tell our audience and our listeners like how you know influencer market can really help brands, especially from FMCG brands to direct consumer relationships ongoing, especially on diversity and on strategy for products and sample reviews that we have discussed. If you could like summarize, you know, just for our listening marketeers that are here, uh, what would be your, you know, thoughts on that? Yes, so so I would summarize it in, in two topics. I would say as I as I talking as I talked about earlier, um, about feedback. So that that's a, that's that's the key, you know. That's if, if if you are not getting feedback for your influencers, you're doing half the homework, you know. You have to get the feedback, and you have to make something with the feedback. But because it's not like yes, they're saying this in social media and marketeers are like, okay, that's good. No, you, you have to act on that feedback. And I would also say that influencer marketing, it's very important to make things tangible, you know, because it's, it's very different when you have this ad showing your product. Let's say you have this ad showing the Nespresso machine uh, that for sure it's, it's retouched and it's... Uh, a very nice picture but once you see it in the house of the influencer once you see how big it is once you see how it sounds uh, that's really the the like the the magic touch that influencers get to communications because you can tang tangibilize more what you are doing and also i would say that influencers uh, will help you create movements because uh, nowadays it's all about mov movements you talk about dove that I for sure love them and, and admire them a lot, but they will help you create movements. Movements that you cannot create from your company directly. It's very hard for a brand to go out and say like, okay, let's, let's join to this movement as if you have influencers telling people to join a movement. So find a movement, find, find a cause, find a purpose, and get everyone on board, you know, not only influencers, but remember from top to bottom, all the organization, all the culture, um, driving this purpose. And in that way, you will have a, a complete communication and something that will be awareness and will be build your brand in the future. Love that. It's pretty much how to do your who, your what, and your why, right? Yeah. So if you part... If you pass from that, you know, principle, okay, who and what and why, then I think you're good. Yes, you're good to go into, into a great uh, planning strategy. Sylvia, that has been a pleasure to be with you today on our Influence and Marketing Cover podcast. Again, thank you so much for taking the time and for being our guest all over Colombia. We love to have international guests. So this is the purpose of our actually podcast is bringing international guests that can share their experience from their local market and giving all these great insights 
you know, to your listening to your audience, how influencer marketing is such an important element of any marketing strategy and how each market are taking a different approach, but at the same time, the same approach when it comes to, to influencer marketing uh, idealization. So thank you so much and hope you have enjoyed. Alex, thank you so much once again for being co-hosting this podcast with me. Thank you. And thank you so much, Sylvia, for joining us once again. It was amazing. And I'm sure that all the listeners uh, will really enjoy this podcast. Thank you very much. It was a thrilling experience for me. Thanks for having me. And I say hi from Colombia. Thank you very much. Lovely. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in in one more episode of our Influencer Marketing Uncovered podcast powered by MG Empower. Hope you have enjoyed and we're looking forward to see you on our next episode. And if you have not signed up yet, like or sign up for a YouTube account for our Spotify account. And please share if you like and comment. It's always a pleasure to have you guys here listening to us. Thank you so much and until the next episode. Bye. Bye.